Welcome to Wild and Free, a Battleborn podcast. This is Jacob, here as always with B. B, what's up? Hello. I am not as tired as I was last time. Thank Which, goodness. That's a huge, huge bonus. No it's yawning yet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, B, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to toss it to you. Who do we have here today? We Since have you two Kimberly. go way back. Listen, this is a special episode because we have never had all everybody in the episode B at Arkansas Razorback, Whoopix right. Suey. Oh my God, we're going to have to call the hogs <laughs> on the episode. <laughs> People are probably going to be like, what the hell are they talking about? We all went to the University of Arkansas yes. in Fayetteville. Uh, so, <laughs> Carrie, no, you can introduce it because you have the title and I already forgot it because I'm so excited. <laughs> All right. So today we have Carrie Dermick, who's the Nevada director of All Voting is Local. Welcome, Carrie. We're very happy to have you. Hi, Jacob and B. I'm so happy to be here, and I'm really excited to be your first Razorback episode. This is incredible. <laughs> it is. We were we just spent like a few minutes just reminiscing about the good old days. Just kidding. They weren't all good. Mostly they good. were Mostly old. ahead of us. Yeah. We were just younger and with more energy. And we we good college sports. Right. And better barbecue. I, I will say that 100%. Oh, I was talking about barbecue this morning. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh, I can't say, man, it's just like the whole hog. You, I, mm-hmm. I, I went deep. I went on a walk this morning, you know, with like double masks and everything. And we were talking about barbecue. It is delicious. And Carrie, we didn't mention this earlier, but I don't know if you got to go to Rolling Smoke when you visited or when you've worked here in Las Vegas, but it is an Arkansas barbecue. I haven't been there yet. I gotta go. Okay. Yeah. My, my, my partner in life is a vegetarian, so I'll just have to go with you guys and okay. she'll have to stay home. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the coleslaw is fine, though. It may have, it may have mayo. I don't know. Ah, that's true. Well, if she's vegetarian, it'll work, but maybe, I don't know. I know mayo is one of those things. It's, it's, it can be. Yeah, she's vegetarian. Okay. But it is great because you walk in and there's just like razorbacks everywhere when you go into roller, rolling smoke. So We could do this all night, yeah, but so, we're really here that's right. <laughs> to learn a, a lot more about all voting is local. So what can you tell us? Like, what's your elevator pitch? Elevator pitch. Yeah, so All Voting Local is a campaign that basically works to eliminate barriers to the ballot before they happen. So we're working with, you know, local election officials and the Secretary of State and our legislators now to get rid of these barriers before we get to Election Day, um, just to make sure that everybody has fair and equitable access to the ballot. So we are currently in eight states, including Nevada. And then In the 2020 election, we helped ensure Nevadans have access to safe voting options. We teamed up with nonprofits across the state in Northern and Southern Nevada to share voting information and to uh, make, and and we fought for accessible polling places for all Nevadans, um, especially in our tribal communities. Hmm. We worked really closely with our tribes and tribal organizations um, to make sure that our native voters had, had also had accessible polling places um, in their areas as well. And then so this year we've shifted our focus and now we're really focused on advocating legislators on pro-voting and pro-democracy legislation 
and also advocating state and county election officials to provide robust in-person voting locations and hopefully drop-off locations throughout the state. Mm. And especially in our communities of color, our native voter communities and student communities. And then we're also gonna work with local officials to create more access for Nevada's native communities because there still are some access issues. So we want to improve, keep improving those and keep making it better for our native communities. And then we're going to continue working on language access for voters with limited English proficiency, um, jail voters. I don't know if um, you or your audience knows this, but if you are in jail and you do not, you know, you're not convicted, don't have a felony yet, you can still vote in jail. Okay. And so we really want to improve that and make sure that if you, you know, if you find yourself in that position, you're still able to register and vote if you choose to. Um, and then also previously incarcerated voters, because also Nevada has restoration rights now, which is incredible. Right. We, uh, the governor and the legislator passed it in 2019. And so what that means is as soon as you are released from prison, you can register to vote, which before 2019, it was a lot more complicated. And now it's as soon as you're released, you can register to vote, which is great. And then really lastly, we want to improve poll worker training um, because there was a major, some major issues with recruiting poll workers, but also the training. So we want to work with our local election officials and our partners to make that better for, for them and for the people that are being poll workers. And then really just fighting misinformation and disinformation <laughs> about elections, which we saw <laughs> a That's lot. That's not a problem. What are you talking about? <laughs> We saw that a lot last year, and um, you know we not, did not our here. best. Not here, not here, not in this country. No, <laughs> no way, no way. No, we so we sent mailers, and we did, you know, voter suppression trainings, and we did text messages, and we had a voter registration campaign um, that reached. We had about I think it was like a lot of reached a lot of people, like millions of people, which was great. And so just really trying to make sure that after session, whatever ends up happening with our elections, we're getting the right information to voters so that they can choose how they want to vote and choose how they want to register to vote. Wow, that's oh. awesome. That's a lot. That's a, that's yeah. a lot going on. <laughs> out, of, out of all of that, I have one follow. I have like a yeah. million follow up questions, but I'm just going to ask one of them. Like what kind of what are the, the access issues that are more prevalent? Yeah, I, um, I, I, I bet they differ like community to community, but like yeah. so you mentioned in um, or native with our yeah. Native. So I'll start with I'll start with native, and I can kind of go down from there because there's I mean, I will I will say last year Nevada had a very safe and secure election, mm -hmm. um, in my opinion because of it, you know because of the voting changes that were passed. But there are still things that we can all work on together as a state. Um, and with our local election officials. Do they rank <laughs> the safety of the elections? Because like all of the, I feel like every single episode that we do, Nevada is like on a bad list. It's like, oh, we're last on no, this. We, we're, we're, actually, on we're actually on a good list for elections, but um, you know, we're looking at more. We're actually on a, yeah, we actually have, I think we're on some good lists for elections. So like overall, we're doing a good job. There's just, I think there are, some things that we need to do better at. And that's why organizations like mine exist. Um, and it's really, you know, it's really like communities that um, just, you know, are un really kind of unable to communicate sometimes with the Secretary of State and their local election officials because, um, 
just they just don't feel like they can. And so that's one thing that Albany's Local is working with. We work with a native work group and native leaders um, and really tribes across the state to uplift the work that they're doing and really um, help them communicate with the Secretary of State and their election officials. So in 2019, the state legislature passed a law that basically said any reservation can apply, apply for a polling place um, from their county clerk. The issue with this was, is the form, the form is a little confusing. So we're looking to make, you know, a couple changes maybe to the form um, and get that more streamlined. And then another issue that we saw is that just um, how can, um, how is the tribe being notified about this um, from the secretary of state or from the clerk's office? So just trying to uh, create a better form of communication between those two entities and, you know, because tribes are governments too. And so trying to create mm -hmm. a better government to government relationship and better communication. And, um, and then the last thing that we saw is um, because of COVID-19, a lot of the reservations were shut down. And so they did not, they were unable to apply for a polling place. And so what my organization did is we actually got a drop-off location in Fort McDermott, um, right, right outside of the reservation in McDermott. So right outside of the Fort McDermott reservation, which was only seven minutes away from that reservation, um, which was incredible. And that was wow. great. And we know only from talking to that clerk, uh, which is the humble county clerk. And she's incredible and she did a great job with the election. But we know only a few people used it. And so really, I think we need to get these locations up sooner. Like they need to be broadcasted to the tribe and to the community. Um, and so really anybody that wants to use it. So those are just some of the issues that we saw and we're working on. And then um, with language access, so we're, because the census data is delayed, we're not super sure what the issues are going to be yet, but there is this thing called Section 203 of the Voting Rights Act, which if you have a certain population of limited English proficiency living in your, in your community, and in Clark County, that's um, English, Spanish, and Tlaloc, and then in Washoe, it's English and Spanish, and then I don't think any of the rural counties are in this section yet. But Ava, but all is local. But that is like I could move to Elko, and then they'll, you know, I would increase the. Yeah, they don't. So yeah, they don't conduct their. They don't conduct their link their elections in Spanish, so, not yet. <laughs> but so what we're hoping for though is that not what we're hoping for. What we want, we're waiting to see from the data is, you know, what if some of these rural counties um, end up in section 203, um, particularly in the Latinx communities with Spanish and possibly other languages too, we still have to wait for the data. And so if that if that does happen, we just want to work with our local election officials to make sure that um, those elections are together. being conducted in Spanish or any other language that they're supposed to. So those are just some of the access issues um, that we're working on or going to work on throughout the year. And I would imagine, I mean, you know, probably most people listening know how uh, just parts of our state can be so desolate because we have so many rural population centers outside of, you know, the two major population centers and such a large state. So I imagine that's got to be really difficult because some of these county clerks will also be dealing with just large swaths of land, too. 
Yeah, and I think, I mean, that's something that um, my organization um, really cares about is that we want to help our local election officials. And I think one major um, thing that everybody struggled with, but especially our rural communities is just getting out the right information to their voters. Right. And so that's something that we did is, you know, we sent mailers, we sent text messages. We have, we had a voter registration campaign that had billboards in rural Nevada and oh, cool. in Washoe and Clark. So it was reaching everybody in every single corner of the state. And so, yeah, fight, you know, fighting, the misinformation and disinformation and making Do sure people- Do you work with gas stations? I no, like, we didn't. No, we didn't. I feel like convenience stores at gas stations would be like the place to- That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I I think as I started, I started in July, but I think in the future, that's a good idea. Gotta look into Get that. up the gas station. <laughs> and yeah. especially like the ice machines, just just put, see, see if they're you gotta, you gotta ask, on the ice. You gotta ask them. They're a private company. They won't just do it. You gotta ask them. <laughs> Dang, we need we need to make a petition for Polar Bear or whatever the companies are called. Yeah, but we I mean we put up um, like rural native billboards in like a bunch of different counties in rural Nevada, which I think had a really um, good and good impact on voter registration and on election turnout. So I think that was really helpful. That's awesome. So yeah. I know I know you did um, briefly mention legislation to help improve voting in our state. So what's kind of what's out there right now that we know of in this current legislative session um, that's specifically regarding voting, voting access? Yeah, so currently there are about 27 election and voting related bills that have been filed at this point. Um, there honestly could be more. That's just the last time I checked. It was 27. Okay. Um, and those are filed by Nevada legislators, but also to the Secretary of State can file them and the governor can file them as well. And so some of these bills do restrict access to the ballot box, and then some of them actually make the election more accessible. Um, the legislator still has a few more weeks to file all their bills. And so we're kind of, we're kind of waiting to see um, the forward-looking bills that reflect the will of the people and ensure that everyone has the freedom, you know, to vote equally. And we are really hoping that, sorry, what? Apart from like Googling bad Nevada voting bills, like how does a regular person find those? Like how yeah. do we know this information? Yeah. So my, here, I'll go back to this. So the best, okay. So basically I'll start from here. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the legislative building is closed to the public, mm -hmm. which definitely has, you know, created some barriers to participate, but also has opened up access in some ways, like has actually opened up access because, um, you know, in sessions prior, you kind of had to be in person, you can always call in, um, things like that. You had to be in Carson City, which isn't, you know, always accessible for people. Mm -hmm. So if you want to participate in, um, in the legislature this year, I think the first step is to go to ledge.state.nv.us. And then on that website, um, if you just scroll a little bit down, you can click on who's my legislator. And then you just type in your address and their information pops up. You can email them, you can call them, you can schedule a meeting about anything that you want. Um, that's your representative. Um, you can contact them freely um, and you should because that you're their constituent and they're there to represent you um, at the state legislature. And then we another, have heard another... this a lot. I'm gonna just like make an appointment, be like, "What up?" 
Yeah, I'll send it. Yeah, I'll send it. I'll send it to you. Um, and then if you want to track legislation, um, our state actually has a free tracking website available to the public. So once again, just go to ledge.state.mv.us and I will give it to Jacob and B so they can put it in the podcast um, information and just go to the right top right corner and click on Nellis and that's N-E-L-I-S. Just click on Nellis and then you can sign up for a free account and you can track 10 bills for free. Um, and they charge you, you out for 10? If you want to track more, you'll have to pay, <laughs> but you can track 10 for free, which is 10 is not bad. Um, and can then, but if you them? Do, what's the loophole right here? What's the, can somebody share their password with me? What's happening? <laughs> we'll talk. Does we'll somebody talk have a pearl camp? <laughs> <laughs> <Talk later. laughs> um, but if, and also if, you know, anybody out there needs help, you, there's also, if you go to ledge.state.mb.us, there's a, just says help page in Ellis, you can just click right on that and it'll explain everything for you. And that page is, is actually in English and Spanish. And so if you prefer to read in Spanish, you can translate it, which I think actually is really helpful um, given the current circumstances of the session. And then here's just like a few numbers you can call if you need help. So if you're in Northern Nevada, you can call 775-684-6827. Um, and then you can either call 702-486-2626. And that's really if you need help with finding your legislator or kind of figuring out the website, really whatever you need help with. And then the second part of this is... Um, Sorry, I got distracted. What was the second part of your question besides how they participate? I don't remember. That was like a long time ago. <laughs> or maybe it wasn't even my question. <laughs> was it you, Jacob? Yeah. It oh, was, oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Uh, was it about the here how to participate? In yeah. The yeah. Okay. okay. So, like I said, the building is closed to the public, but Basically, to participate in the hearing, you just you have to go to, unfortunately, you have to go to ledge.state.mb.us and then go to Nellis, and then all of the meetings and hearings are there, and then you just click on participate. But I know that, you know, talking about this over a podcast is very complicated, and so I'm just going to give out my email address if people need help because um, I'm looking at this site every single day, so I'm happy to help people or direct them to where they can get help. And so it's just Carrie, it's just K-E-R-R-Y at allvotingislocal.org. Swipe right. Okay. Swipe right, yeah. <laughs> We're yeah, gonna... if they have questions or concerns or they just, you know, cannot figure out the website because, yeah, like if you don't have internet access or a phone right now, it is going to be hard to participate. And so I'm happy to help uh, people just get into the system or direct them to the right person because we want Nevadans to participate in whatever they believe in. Um, I think it's really important, especially right now, being in a pandemic, you know, all this all this uh, crazy stuff is going on in the world and in Nevada. Right. And that's, I mean, it is, it's super important. At least I've noticed in our community, there's been a lot of, like, because it's almost more accessible for folks that don't live in Northern Nevada to actually participate, <laughs> I, I feel like there's a lot more push to get, you know, people to participate. I know that many local organizations, I'm getting text messages and emails like, hey, you know, can you just like quickly participate in this, you know, or, or send a message to your legislator about this piece of legislation. And I think it's 
in a place where it's already really accessible to access your legislators this year it seems like the you know everyone wants us to participate as just average nevadans to participate more which i think is really awesome yeah i mean there are definitely still some barriers like you know you have to have a phone or internet and those are still barriers we need to overcome um but i do think in some ways it is more accessible and you know maybe we can keep some of the changes moving forward because um i do think it's more i think it's fair that you know southern nevada and northern nevada can participate um equally so i think that there is like some good things that we're seeing happen, but we just need to figure out once we go back to in-person, what is that going to look like um, to make sure that it's fair for everybody. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, most definitely. B, were you going to say something? You look, you look like you're. No, I was just, I was just trying not to choke. (laughs) I went on mute because I needed a little water. Okay. (laughs) So um, when we talk about, you know, particularly voting access, how does this impact our communities? You know, as because I would imagine, I mean, I haven't, I haven't, I obviously haven't looked at all the voting bills, but I know, you know, sometimes like we hear about bills that are really trying to restrict access, particularly, you know, not necessarily in Nevada, but across the country, trying to restrict, restrict access for people of color or, you know, for, um, you know, communities that, that, you know, maybe impoverished or things like that. So, so why is this, you know, why do we need to pay attention to this right now, this voting access? Yeah. And I'm going to backtrack just a little bit and talk sure. about AB4, um, cause I think, um, that that's really important for people to know about. So in August of 2020, the legislator, uh, passed AB4 and Albany's local, um, we think that they should prioritize making AB4 permanent. Um, it was an expansive voting bill passed in August, and um, it helped ensure that Nevada and voters didn't have to choose between their health and the right to vote, and it paid off. We had 1.4 million voters uh, make their voices heard, um, which is an incredible turnout um, in a year where we had a pandemic and a lot of other um, racial equity issues going on. Um, and um, the first directive of this bill was that county officials had to mail a ballot to every active registered voter, um, which brought the option of voting by mail to all Nevadans. And right. this was a population that for the most part had voted in person, but Nevadans approved. We saw 47% across the state uh, cast mailed ballots. In the 2016 presiden- presidential election, we only saw 7%. And wow. we are a, we are in, we are no excuse, uh, you know, vote by mail state, uh, like no no excuse vote by mail state. So e- so this even that as a huge um, uh, huge impact of what this bill did, and so really um, we really want to make sure that um, people know about what AB4 is and that all voters local is pushing to keep, make AB4 permanent and keep these changes that it made last year because right now it's an emergency piece of legislation because of the pandemic, but we would like the the state to keep it um, in law moving forward. What needs to happen for that, for for it to be permanent? Yeah, so they have to file, it looks like they're going to have to file a new piece of legislation. So there's still a couple more weeks to file bills. So we're just waiting to see, you know, what happens um, with what other election bills are filed. But as soon as I find out, as I look at Nellis every day, multiple times a day, <laughs> I'm happy to send it to both of you, um, the bills that we are going to be tracking. We're still 
figuring out which bills um, we're going to be looking at and tracking. Um, but there are there are 27 bills already filed if you're interested in is learning more about anybody, those. And then, is there anybody that is kind of like that we need to keep an eye on that is more interested in, in, in this? Um, I, at this point, I don't think so because of the um, because of the trifecta we have in the state of Nevada. So at this point, I don't think so. Yeah, but um, yeah, I can let you know the 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 bills that we feel restrict access and the bills that we feel um, you know yeah. advance voting. So, so I can, we don't I can give you the list of those. Yeah. <laughs> but at this point, I'm not at this point I'm not worried. Um, but we are you know tracking everything just to make sure that. Um, we advance voting and we don't restrict voting moving forward. Um, and I just want to share this like really exciting thing with yeah. you and your audience. So Strategies 360, which is a national organization, they came out with a poll that said 70% of all Americans um, actually endorse efforts over the past year to give mo voters more options for voting safely, like expanding early and absentee voting and absentee voting is also voting by mail. So I think that's really exciting. And that's great. You know, it shows that the public, the public is behind this across the country. Um, and this is something that we should keep pushing for. And I can send you all the other fun statistics and numbers from that, um, from that study or from that poll that they did as well. Cause there's a lot of really amazing, uh, good stuff in there. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Well, and I know that there's so many States who have been doing like, all mail-in voting for a while. Um, you know, I'm from Colorado and my parents, gosh, I don't think my my family has voted in person in at least 15 years because every election is, is mail-in. Uh, and they love it because, you know, they don't have to, there's no, none of that anxiety of sitting in the voting booth too and be like, crap, I didn't look up the judges. I need to look up the judges, yeah. you know, like, and those, those are important, oh, yeah. important mm -hmm. things to do. And if you, if you're at home, you can actually take a little bit more time to make those, those You decisions. can be there, yeah. you can be filling out the ballot, and you're like, I don't know anything about this dude. Let me look at his Twitter. And then you go, and if he has a red hat, then you're like, oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I 100% agree with you. I This was only my second time ever voting by mail. So, I mean, I was a part of that, you know, going in person and voting in person. But um, I agree with you. I, I think I now want to vote by mail. They give you a sticker, sure. right, if you do by mail. What? <laughs> they, Wait, did it, I think they did in Clark stickers. County. Clark County gives them. They did in Clark County. They did. They did in Washoe County. Yeah, they did in Washoe County. So. Well, Washington. Yeah, but I mean, I think families be able to sit down and talk about who they want to vote for. I think is really important in that. Um, yeah, I just think I think that. I mean, I think people should be able to have the option to choose whether it's in person or by mail, right. um, or early. However they want election day or early. However they want to do it. I think they should be able to choose, but. I, I really enjoyed the process last year and yeah, I hope that Nevada, and I mean, um, it's super it important changes. because it's super important because not everybody has all of the choices, right? Like some people are yeah. not able to actually go mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Um, so, so, you know, while somebody may have three different options, there may just be one option for one person, right? They cannot make it. Yeah, I mean, so like, especially in rural Nevada and, you know, native um, and the, like on the reservations and native voters in rural Nevada, I think, um, yeah, some voters were like from the, some of the things that we saw were, you know, people having to drive an hour or more wow. um, one way to go vote in person. Um, and so I think voting by mail 
really helped those communities not have to do that. And I mean, that's just not possible for some people. Some people just can't spend three or four hours of their day driving to go vote. It's just not possible. But also like, I mean, I think there's so many circumstances. What if you're, what if you were suffering from COVID and you didn't want to get other people sick and you couldn't go out? Like, what if you are just unable to drive? There's so many reasons that I think we need to, um, you know, make Nevada a hybrid election state. So people that, so people have a choice of how they want to vote. Or if you have to work that day. Exactly. <laughs> are y'all involved in, in making, um, making uh, voting day like a holiday? Can we make it a state holiday? No, we're not. <laughs> we're not, not I'm not involved in that, but yeah. Um, I will, I'll look into that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think too in Nevada. We'll see that, we'll see that comes up. It's, we have such an interesting state, too, even in our urban areas, because so many people work three shifts, you know, so it's, since we have it, we're twi- both Reno and, and Las Vegas have, you know, 24-hour cities. Like, if you work at night, if you work the night shift, I mean, it's it would be really hard, I think, to vote in person, even early, even doing early voting, because, like, we are all tired at the end of a work day, and, you know, like, if you're at the end of your work day is 8 o'clock in the morning, you're probably like, I'm ready for sleep. So, I mean, it just makes it more accessible and that's really what, you know, I'm for and the organization's for is just really making it more accessible for whatever your situation is, whatever community you're in, it doesn't matter. We really just want to make it more accessible for every single eligible voter in Nevada. And I think that last year showed that we can do that and we can make it permanent. We can make these changes permanent and we can um, really become like a hybrid election state, which is really exciting um, to be a part of. Yeah. Heck yeah. So if somebody wants to get involved in this, you know, kind of the work that you're doing, how, how can they get involved? Yeah. So, um, you had talked to me about how, like how this impacts our community. So I'll go back Mm -hmm. there and I'll talk about how to get involved. Sure. So, um, so basically decisions that are being made right now during the legislative session are going to have a huge impact how the 2022 election will be run. Um, the legislator is basically deciding how you're, how the election is going to be run and how you're going to be able to vote. Um, so just in Nevada in 2022, we have a Senate race, we have a governor's race, we have our constitutional offices, which is Lieutenant Governor, Secretary of State, AG, Treasurer, Comptroller. So it's really important elections coming up and even more important, your local elections, which affect your everyday life, mm-hmm. um, which are things like city all the council, judges, the, all the judges, yeah, people that uh, are in the courts, people that fix your potholes, like some really important things coming up in 2022. Um, even though we don't have a presidential, we have a lot of elections um, coming up um, in less than two years, which is crazy. <laughs> and so for everyone listening today, um, you know, it's really important that uh, you understand that if you care about fair access to the ballot box, it's really not time to get involved now. And you should pay attention to the legislative session. Uh, you can refill it, email me. If you have any questions or concerns about that, I'm happy to help um, guide you in that process because I know it's very crazy. And then after the session, you should reach out to your local election official. You should reach out to your secretary of state. Um, and I can drop that information um, to be and Jacob so they can do that. If you have any questions or concerns about how the election is being run, you should reach out to them. And you should sign up to be a poll worker when those openings become available because um, you know people just like us are the one running the elections in some cases. Like mm-hmm. anybody can sign up to be a poll worker. And if you're really passionate about this, that's something that um, I feel that you should do. And so there's just so many ways to make an impact and your voice and your vote is so important. Um, 
And how to get involved is you can sign up for emails and texts at allvotingislocal.org for updates on what's happening and how to get involved. And then um, my organization does not, um, we don't have volunteers, but I have another voting rights organization I'd like to plug. So they can go to statevoices.org uh, backslash join us because um, they do utilize volunteers. Um, I think now and next year into the election uh, for various, for all sorts of things. So I think those are the best ways to get involved. You'll take monies. Like if somebody wanted to donate a couple thousand dollars. Um, yeah, our, um, I mean, our me parent yet, companies, our, no, no, yeah. no, our parent company, our parent company is called the leader or the leadership conference. So all voting is local is a campaign of the leadership conference and the leadership conference is actually a 70 year civil rights organization. So I'm happy to um, also send that link about yeah. that more about that organization. Um, yeah, because they they do all sorts of different work. So if you want to learn more about our parent organization, they do fair courts, voting rights as well at a national level, uh, policing, civil rights, all sorts of things. So I will drop that link um, in there as well too. And you mentioned uh, there are like native voting native voting organizations, and I know here in Southern Nevada, and, and they're fairly new. They um, started yeah. working here at the end of last year or like at the middle of last year i don't know what time is anymore but <laughs> it's um uh, native warriors alliance of nevada um but you mentioned somebody else yeah the, the one that i i work with the closest is called the nevada native vote project um and their their website is just nvnativevote.org um and they're also they're a statewide organization too but they do do a lot of work in um northern nevada with the tribal communities up there um and you can also just find them on facebook facebook just nevada native vote project um and get in touch with them because um yeah they are doing incredible work and um are doing really really great work in our native communities in nevada right now nice Awesome. Well, so we'll switch gears. Uh, so as one of our few guests so far who has been living in northern Nevada, uh, so when, <laughs> when, when, when our listeners are traveling again or visiting other place, places of Nevada, uh, where, where should they eat? So like say somebody's going to Reno, what are your, what are your yeah. favorite, places, uh, favorite places to go in Reno? I know this is probably your toughest yeah, question. Just- yeah, so, the pandemic, pandemic closed places. Right, yeah. <laughs> really? Aww. The um, one right, time that I've been to Reno, I had some really good um, shit. Um, yeah, some places that I like. I'm trying to think. Okay, so yeah, I'm really sorry if they're not open, but these no, are places okay. that I like. So yeah. I love Cent- I love Centro, which is in downtown Reno, and it's um, like a like sort of like a tapas, um, like. Kind of like americana tapas which is really good that's a great place and then um golden flower uh, that's kind of a staple in rio they have pho and they have um, other chinese food that's really amazing and good um there's this new place that i've been getting doordash from which is called the america it's called like american company grilled cheese and they have this lobster Whoa. grilled cheese what mac and cheese it's it's really amazing yeah <laughs> it's so good um trying to think Laughing Jacob Planet is, a, is really good. Jacob yeah. is a uh, grilled cheese connoisseur. It sounds amazing. That's funny. It's really good. Yeah. So, um, man, what's another one? 
there's so many, so many, I like, oh, if you want sushi, sashimis is my favorite. I get that all the time. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I like. And there's like so many places. I'll have to send you a list. I, <laughs> there's so many. Now I'm blanking so out. Places. Of course, I'm blanking right now, but yeah, there's so of many course. places. Yeah. I went to this one place that was amazing and I cannot remember the, the name, but it was, it was something funny. Like it, like, it, dang, you know, my memory, I, if I get COVID, I'm just going to go blank. This is why I've been staying home. You know how people, some people get COVID and they just like, yeah. are like super foggy. I would, my black, my black, my they brain would just brain. like disappear. Yeah. It, I, I would just be like meowing left and right. Cause that's what I would hear. um yeah there's yeah there's just those good places but really i mean uh just personally you know like support small businesses right now support your local restaurants because um that's another thing i'm really passionate about is just our local economies like um yeah they've really struggled the past year and so i just try to do as much takeout and uh, doordash as possible or um or just like go sit on a patio away from people and just eat food. Oh, another one. I have sup. Oh yeah, sup and two chicks. Sup is really good for lunch or soup. Sorry, it's soup and two chicks. That's really good for brunch. And homegrown is really good for brunch. Yeah, I'm thinking about a bunch of other places now too. No, no, really good. Really good food. Now I'm just hungry. There's so many. There's so many. Oh, and there's like food. I think it's. I think it's Whispering Vine on 4th Street. Oh, that's such, if you want like a- what? Wait, wait a minute. Kind of fancy, fancier meal, that's a great place. What the heck kind of food is that? Cause what's it called? The Whispering, what the what? It's Whispering, Whispering Vine, I think. Whispering Vine. That yeah, sounds like a mystery yeah. book. That sounds like some kind of- So it's like, so something. inside, inside of it is like a wine shop. So you can buy wine, but then you can also eat there. Oh, um, that makes and, sense. It's really good. It's like, it's all sorts of food. They have, um, I've had like pork chops there. I've had seafood there. Yeah, they have great food and really good wine. Really great wine recommendations because they're a wine shop too. So oh, there's so many good places. I could go on and on and on. <laughs> good. I'm, t- I'm taking notes for, for hopefully, because as I mentioned before we recorded, I've only been up there one time and I loved it. I mean, I spent a long weekends yeah. in Northern Nevada and just absolutely loved it. And everywhere I went, I really enjoyed, but um that'll be yes it is um yeah it's a great place and um you know i'm sad we're sad we're leaving but yeah it's a it's an amazing place and but um, we're happy because of, you're coming to vegas i am in vegas and i'm excited but it's bittersweet yeah so yeah, yeah definitely what are you most looking forward to, to doing in vegas what you know pandemic safe once you get here <laughs> yeah um, I'm also looking forward to hiking for sure and eating. I mean, you know, Reno has good food, but Vegas has very good food. I love Vegas yeah, food. Better. Um, and then, More options. I mean, like reconnecting with friends, like, I don't know if you're, if anybody knows this, but B and I have known each other for over a decade and haven't really talked in a <laughs> long time, which is just crazy. So just reconnecting with people and uh, seeing some of my friends that recently moved there and um, um, maybe swim when it's safe, like go swimming, like when it's safer, get a, like get a pool, go swimming. And, um, and then really just like, I love traveling. And so exploring the areas around Vegas, um, like Mount Charleston and Palm Springs. And Have Stella you and ever Zion. been to Rhyolite? No, I haven't been there. You're, 
it's going down. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. No, I'm, I'm in. I mean, like, cause when I was there, I was like eating or working. That's all I was doing. So, like, oh, Riolite? and then I play. I play. Yeah. You guys have a ton of tennis leagues, so I'm really excited to play tennis. Oh, I, I didn't know. It's been this. hard. It's been hard for me to play tennis up here, so I'm really excited to play well, tennis. Well, yeah. Jared and I have a, a friend who is an avid tennis player here. I'm sure he will probably recommend whatever. I have no idea what club he plays with, but he travels too and plays yeah. tennis. So, yeah, we'll, we'll hook, oh, cool. we'll hook yeah. you up with him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Um, I've had just some like all the leagues are full up here, and there's not a lot of um, 18 plus leagues. Um, there's like a lot of like 40 or 50 plus leagues, so I'm excited to play tennis, maybe play a league. I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah, this is like completely nice. boring to me. I don't know what y'all are talking about right now. I'm like, tennis what? Tennis is a sport. <laughs> <laughs> what is a sport? What are sports? Okay, talking about sports. Carrie, are you ready to lead us in calling the hogs? I'm ready. You ready? Let's go. <laughs> oh my god, I was kidding. I don't know. I don't know if I'm. I don't know. Am I spiritually ready? I need to. I need to dwell on this. I don't know if it's gonna trigger me into something dangerous. What? Is it? what? <laughs> It'll trigger you to want want barbecue or something. Exactly. Is or, the barbecue place open? Or fried open? chicken. I've had too much fried chicken lately. You gonna do it? Ready? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we gotta go. Ready? Big suit. Jacob, I can't hear you. My Ooh. mic went out. Big suit. I feel like I'm doing this alone. Come on. Big suit. Razorbacks. Razorbacks. We sucked at that. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna practice. It's, okay. it's hard. It's on Zoom. It's hard to do it on Zoom. It's still so yeah. fun. So. Oh, that is my the first. Woo, Zoom. The woo timing. The woo timing is always off. Yeah. 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 When we're not doing it with seventy-five thousand other people, it's it, it makes it a little <laughs> bit more difficult. <laughs> Which is the whole yeah. of Fayetteville. <laughs> that is all of Fayetteville plus ten thousand students. It was <laughs> <sighs> like. It's gotta be like 150,000 now, right? Yeah, it's so big now. It's crazy. Yeah. It's not that big though. Like it's it's gotten bigger, but they still don't have enough classroom space. <laughs> I will say, I will say, if you go look at housings there, you're like, maybe I will be back there. <laughs> it's so oh, cheap. Yeah. Compared to here, wow. Compared so to here. Right. Oh goodness. Well, Carrie, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for for joining us and. I was so happy to witness this this Zoom reunion that we had here today. <laughs> now we're gonna go yeah, examine our feelings after calling the hogs. Right. <laughs> I feel I feel fine about it. I, I did it like a couple months ago, so <laughs> in my living room. <laughs> um, yeah, this was yeah, thank you guys so much for having us. It's incredible. And I'll, you know, send you all the information so you can so all of your listeners can get involved if they want to, or send me an email. I'm always happy to help or respond with, um, you, you know, anything voting rights or you legislature. Get some emails being like, "Hey, can I can you share your your Nellie's Pro account password?" It was not me, okay? You get any? It was not me. If it comes, <laughs> if it comes from Dwayne the Kitty at gmail.com, definitely. Yeah, not me. yeah, that's definitely not me. Uh-uh. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, so, all right. B, who's our team? Our team is us. <laughs> and then Jose Sotelo and Ashley Pacheco and their babies. Um, Raven, who is the fur baby, and Sebastian, who is the baby baby. Mm-hmm. And then Allison, who is right now she's on a remote location in the Sonoran Desert. Um, and that's it. And it's it's dried out apparently in the Sonoran Desert from what from what Allison told me. It's dried out a little bit. They were a little. They had gotten snow too. Where she but was. But now it dried up. Now See, it's dried that's out. The efficiency of the desert. But thank you for being with us today and for listening. That's right. This has been Wild and Free, a Battleborn podcast. Woo pig. Mm-hmm.